What's up, everybody? This is Mario, and welcome back to another episode of Talking Endurance and Mastery. Now, today, what I'm going to be talking about are the three biggest mistakes that I made from my recent 100-mile ultra. So after the race, I always take time to reflect on the biggest wins and the lessons that I learned. But from that reflection, I also realize that there's mistakes that I made, and there's things that if I were to do it all over again, I would do them differently. And so that's what I want to do today. I want to talk about the three biggest mistakes that I made and let's do it. Let's get into it. Do you want to complete an endurance event and elevate all areas of your life, but you don't know where to start? Then you're in the right place. Talking Endurance and Mastery is a podcast to help you create a vision and take steps towards your goals and dreams. I'm your coach, Mario Minner. I've completed events like Ironmans and Ultramarathons. But I believe the true benefit from endurance events is how they help you become the best version of yourself. Join me as I share stories, lessons, and interview guests to help you apply endurance and mastery principles into every area of your life. Are you ready? Let's go. All right, everybody, welcome back. So like I mentioned in the intro, Today, I am sharing my three biggest mistakes from the recent 100-mile ultra. And first, I just want to say reflection is a huge part of what we should be doing on a daily basis. This is true for just daily activities and daily things that we're doing, but it's especially true for big events that come up. I just think that it's so important to take that time to pause, to reflect, what went well, what didn't go well, and then what do I want to do about it? And I always try and have this as some time after big events that I do because one of the things that I've noticed is that I learn something from every single race. And since I've been doing this for seven or eight years, I feel like I'm still learning new things every single time I race. And this uh, was true with the recent 100-mile ultra, the Hennepin 100 as well. So these are the three things. Let's get into number one. And this was the biggest one. I violated the golden rule when it comes to nutrition with endurance events. And that's nothing new on race day. So just to set this one up, as I was training for this 100-mile ultra, I knew that nutrition was going to be really important. And so I tried different things in my training. And I tried different solid foods. I tried different gels. And I tried different drinks. Um, and that part of it all went really well. But one of the, the main uh, hydration sources that I was training with was Gatorade Endurance. I have also used Infinite Nutrition, which is a it's a, it's a simplified way to get carbs and calories and sodium when you're competing in an endurance event. But I had been training for that for about two to three months um, prior to the race. But it wasn't until about three weeks before the race that I started doing some research on what food and drink would be available at the aid stations. And I noticed that what I was training with, Gatorade Endurance, was not going to be at the aid station. And they had something that was called Gnarly H2O. Uh, gnarly fuel, I believe is what it's called. And I had never heard of it before. So I instantly knew, okay, if this is what they're going to have as the hydration option for electrolytes, for carbs, for sodium at 
the aid stations, I was going to need to order it immediately and start training with it. So that's exactly what I did. I ordered, I think I discovered this on like a Tuesday, three weeks before I ordered it, it arrived by Thursday, and I started doing a few of my runs with that gnarly nutrition. Now, looking back on it, I did two long runs with the gnarly nutrition and probably two short runs with the gnarly nutrition. And during the training, my stomach felt okay. And so I took that as a sign that, okay, this really isn't too different from the other hydration and electrolyte drinks that I had been using. So I think I'm going to be okay to use that in the race. So as I was getting ready for the race, I had some of the extra gnarly nutrition and I filled up my water bottles in uh, my water flasks in my running vest with that. And as I start, started off on the race, I felt pretty good. Five miles in, 10 miles in, felt pretty good. And then I started slowing down around mile 15 or 16 or 17, but it was around mile 20 or 18 or 20 when my stomach started feeling uncomfortable. I started getting some nausea. I started getting a little bit of a headache. And basically, my stomach started feeling gnarly. And I'm just reflecting on it, and I'm just like, why the heck did that happen? I think a big part of it was that I hadn't spent enough time practicing using the gnarly nutrition in my long runs. And so the number one golden rule when it comes to nutri nutrition with endurance events is nothing new on race day. Now, I, I had done it. I had used gnarly nutrition a couple of times prior to the event, but two long runs and two short runs, that's really not enough time, I don't think, to really see how does your body adapt, especially over a long race like this where it's 20 to 24 hours. So that to me was the biggest mistake that I made, which was I didn't research earlier enough what, what electrolyte drinks were going to be available at the aid stations so that I could put the necessary time in training, practicing with that solution. So if I were to go, if I were to go back and do it again, I would have started with gnarly nutrition and I would have tried that out in some of my really long runs, some of my 20 mile runs, 25 mile runs, 30 plus mile runs to see how does my stomach tolerate that. And if my stomach tolerated it, then I would go with, go with that as my solution. But I probably would have discovered that my stomach didn't tolerate that uh, hydration and electrolyte drink as well as Gatorade endurance, which is something that I've used in uh, Ironman training. So that is the number one biggest mistake that I made. And I, it really did cost me because I was 15 miles in, I was 20 miles in, I was 25 miles in, and I was pretty nauseous for about five to 10 miles there. And to, to feel nauseous that early in the race is a really uncomfortable feeling. It put me in a little bit of a low mentally, um, but luckily I made some decisions, I problem solved and I decided I'm going to switch from that to Gatorade Endurance. I had some backup options. I had Pedialyte. I switched to that. I tried some, I think I took some Tums or some Rolaid or something like that to help me with my nausea, and it worked, thankfully. But that's the type of mistake that can ruin your day. It's the type of thing that can really throw you off because nutrition is something that people don't think about, and it's so important. And so that's why I want to highlight that one, because that is the number one biggest mistake that I made in the 100 mile ultra.
The second biggest mistake that I made is around my ego. So I am, uh, I'm jogging and I'm in the middle of, I'm at the beginning of the race. And I think it was around mile five, uh, it might've been around mile 10. And I start jogging and I started talking to one of the runners and his name was Dustin. And this was somebody that I had met at the packet pickup. And so I had built a relationship with him and I just started talking to him. And he was an awesome guy. He's a, a Marine and he's a, a, a recruiter uh, for the military. And we were just talking about David Goggins. And we were talking about ultras and we were talking about mindset. And then we started talking about strategy and he started explaining to me that he was doing the run seven minutes and then walk three minutes strategy. And he was doing that from the beginning of the race. And I told him like, Hey, I was actually thinking about doing that, but I'm not going to do that until I get tired, which is, I was expecting it to be mile 50 or mile 60, like much later in the race. Cause I was expecting to run a lot farther than uh, what I did. And so um, he was breaking down the math for me and telling me that if he sticks with his 7.3, he's going to be able to finish in around 20 hours. And when, when we were running, he started you know, stopping to walk. And that was just 10 or 15 miles into it. And my ego was kind of like, I'm not going to be walking 10 to 15 miles into a 100-mile ultra. At least I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be running until I'm tired, and then I'm going to switch to that strategy. And so uh, we walked for just a little bit. We ran for a little bit together. And then as he was walking for his three-mile segment, I just told him, like, hey, man, like, I'm going to keep running. Um, I'll see you later, and thinking that I would just run ahead of him. Well, fast forward to the end. He stuck with that strategy, and he finished in around 20 hours and 30 minutes. But since I did not stick with that strategy because I tried to run more uh, based off of what I thought I could do and kind of based off of my ego, I finished in 22 hours and 30 minutes. And so I basically lost two hours because of my ego, because I didn't do the run seven minutes and walk three minutes uh, strategy from the very beginning. So if I were to do it all over again, I would put my ego aside and I would stick with that 7-3 strategy from the very beginning. And I honestly think that I could cut off an hour and a half to two hours, possibly more from my time if I were to just do that from the beginning. And that to me is the second biggest mistake that I made in the race. I let my ego get in the way of a winning strategy which is not what you want to do, but it's a lesson learned for me. Now, the third thing that the third mistake that I made in this 100 mile ultra is that I studied the course and I broke it down in terms of different segments, but I didn't study the course visually. So what I mean by that is I didn't really look at the course on a map prior to the race. Now, I am I don't know what it is, but I always feel like I, I just don't have a very good sense of direction. And I'm not really a big map guy. Like, I'm just like, all right, let me just put it in uh, Google Maps. Like, tell me, like, turn by turn, how do I get there? I've never been the type of person that, like, wants to study the map and see, like, what does it look like? And uh, I'm just like, eh, whatever, like, I'll just go this way and we'll figure it out from there. 
I think that that hurt me a little bit in this race because there were times where I didn't exactly know where I was and I didn't really know like at what point I would turn, at what point I would do the turnaround and at what point I would be on one side of the canal versus the other side of the canal. And this wasn't a really big mistake. It really didn't cause me too much of a setback, but I did waste a little bit of mental energy trying to like think about like, wait, am I going the right way? Like at what point do I turn? How far do I go before I turn back? And I think that just little things like that do make a difference in a long race where it's 20 to 24 hours. And so if I were to do it all over again, I would study the course visually and I wouldn't just break it up in those segments like I did. And so those are kind of the three biggest mistakes that I feel like I made for my 100 mile ultra. The reason why I'm sharing those is because as I'm reflecting on it and I'm sharing that, these are things that I'm going to keep in mind as I continue to do races. But I also want to share them with you as you are thinking about your upcoming races. I know some people who are listening to this are doing their own 100 mile ultras coming up, and that is amazing. But these are also things that can uh, apply to races, other races that you have coming up. But also just I hope that this idea of reflecting, uh, documenting your mistakes and sharing them openly is something that might uh, help you uh, today. So that's what I have for today. Three biggest mistakes that I made in the 100 mile ultra. Until next time, I'll talk to you all later.